Welcome to the Digital Dreaming of the Gridiron Podcast. Your host, Oscar Lee. I'm joined today by 49ers great uh, two-time NFC Championship game running back a starter and as well as NFC champion for the 2012 Niners Super Bowl 47 team, which was honored last weekend at Levi's, Mississippi State Bulldog, Anthony Booby Dixon. Anthony, how you doing today, brother? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, man. It's doing good, baby. Hey, you know, like, congratulations. I'm being honored, you know, on as part of the 10th anniversary team. Obviously, you know, you're at Levi's, you know, two weeks ago, right? And, I mean, I saw you on Twitter, you know, talking, like, interacting, like, you know, how you felt, like, how you felt like, you know, you're you're, you're unstoppable, right? So, how's yeah. it like going back there, you know, and connecting with everybody? Man, it felt so good, man. You know, I called it the reunion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, you know, the Yorks, uh, the, you know, uh, everybody, you know, the 49ers, the, the organization they put on, man. You know, yeah. it was carpet. Uh, you know, uh, they had Spice Adams. We had Family Feud, man. We had a a banquet. Uh, Hardball was there. Uh, man, it just felt good to see everybody there. You know, everybody was kicking good vibes. It was just a good night, a good weekend. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and obviously, like, you know, to see all your ex-teammates, you know, obviously, like, this guy right here who Spike Lee is going to be doing a, a documentary about, you know, um, I'm 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 kind of curious, kind of what do you think about you know the the new kind of Colin Kaepernick docu series that's coming out, um, and kind of you know what do you think about you know if, if he ever is going to get an opportunity to play again in the league? Uh, you know, I don't I don't know if Cap will get another opportunity, man, but you know I love what Cap doing. You know, uh, you know having played beside him and uh, you know went to war with him. You know, uh, like I did. You know, uh, you know I'm proud of you know what what he accomplished. You know, and who he is. You know what I'm saying, and I. You know, wish him nothing but the best, and I hope you know he get whatever you know he want. You know, you know, because he, I feel like he deserve it. You know, he a stand up guy. You know, he an honorable guy. So, you know, I ain't got nothing but respect and love for him. Hundred percent. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, Cap is obviously you know the one who put Niners on the map, and we're gonna get into that in a bit. Let's start off with your early life. So, obviously, when you grew, when you, when you early, you guess your early life. You know, I think you're. Uh, were you originally from uh, Mississippi, or is it? Uh, I think Louisiana. I'm from. I'm originally from Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. So to, to stop me, was football your first love, or, or kind of how did you get into football? Man, actually, baseball was my first love. You know, uh, man, I got uh, I got baseball running my family. You know, I had two brothers get drafted to the MLB out of high school, and uh, when we played when we was young, we all thought that's where we were headed. Yeah, uh, football just kind of my dad played, uh, so football just kind of just took over though. You know, I just started getting better and better. Next thing you know, I started getting scholarship offers. Next thing you know, I was getting the ball every every play almost on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, so it yeah. went, it just kept, you know, it just kept going up for me. You know what I'm saying? I just kept getting better and better. So football ultimately took over. Ultimately did. I think I think your younger brother, he played MLB, right? Uh, I think or, or he was drafted, right, by by more by major league baseball team. Yeah, yeah. My brother uh Rayshon Dixon, he was drafted by the Oakland A's in the 10th round. And my brother Deshaun Dixon was drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays. Wow. Back to back years. Yeah. You know, a lot of talent my family, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, talented, man. We 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 definitely some talented guys over here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, I mean, if, if it runs in the veins, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, you know it, it is what it is. God yes, gives. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. So obviously, let's talk. So you mentioned kind of Friday night, and obviously, you know, when you start first started playing, was fullback and running back your first position or kind of what, what what did you start off playing? Were we playing multiple positions? Man, you know, I was always a multiple position athlete. You know, I never, you know, I don't exactly remember what was my first position playing, but I remember, you know, my first sacrifice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember uh, in Metroplex League, little youth league, 
you know, they had the weigh-ins. And, uh, you know, I've been grinding that whole off-season. Uh, and the uh, first, like, uh, exhibition games, man, I was killing them. You yeah. know, 100 yards, two touchdowns, you know, all that. And, uh, man, we get to the weigh-in, and I'm over, like, three pounds. <laughs> so, man, I'm, man, I cried like a baby. They wouldn't let me carry the ball no more. Man. I had to play offensive guard and middle linebacker. Yeah, you know all that talent couldn't even carry the ball, <laughs> man. <laughs> so that was, that's one of my first memories of football, and you know what, man, that mentality just kind of stuck with me yeah. throughout the whole process. You know, even though you know in college and high school I was a I was the primary ball carrier. You know, when I got to the NFL, you know, I had to switch over and do special teams. Yeah, had to switch over and play fullback. So you know, I think it it helped get me started, and you know in the right direction. 100%. You know, I obviously, when I started playing, I actually played in JUCO. I, I didn't actually play in high school. And so, um, you know, for me, it was also kind of special teams was, was my opportunity to get my, you know, get to get to get to see some uh, playing time, you know? So, yeah. I mean, ultimately though, like you said, being versatile, Randy Cross also played for the Niners in the eighties was on this podcast, you know, a few weeks ago, basically mm-hmm. stated that if you're versatile, it helps you kind of, you know, adapt to the NFL, you know, cause like you said, yeah. you know, I mean, it's very, it's very saturated with talent, right? So you may or may not be able to be starting at that one desired position that you had been playing for playing with. And you were the best at your entire life prior to making it to the league, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. position did you play? Well, I, I played slot. I was slot on special teams. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had yeah. the hands, you had the feet. Hey, man, no, I mean, I was, I mean, I, I got in when I could, you know, <laughs> rotational, right? And so, I mean, for me, you know I mean? I, I did have hands, you know, I mean, I used to be fast. And then obviously then I, you know, I, blew, I blew my ACL. So it is what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I basically had a combine with San Jose Sabercats out here. Uh, I was like a four, five, I remember like four or five, but I was like 10, 12, oh, 12 years ago. So. Yeah, you know. that's moving though. That's moving. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So, yeah, now let's talk about high school. Right. So when you get into high school, kind of, you know, you mentioned you playing multiple positions. Kind of what was that like? Obviously, for you, kind of, you know, were you were you a four year starter on, on varsity? Or kind of how did you uh, kind of how, how was your high school career? How did it start? And how to progress? Uh, so first of my ninth grade year, uh, I played ninth grade and uh, yeah. I was doing I did good. I played receiver. I played running back. You know, uh, I was starting at receiver and I was splitting time at running back, yeah. you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, I didn't play varsity because after that I went to baseball. I was still a baseball player in my mind. Yeah. And our coaches did, wasn't really – you know, they told us if we came to ninth grade, we would be able to practice and watch, but they they didn't know if we was going to play or not. You know, they was basically telling us we weren't going to play. Yeah. So I was like, I ain't going to do that then. I'm gonna just go to baseball, you know, because I got this swing. You know, I got this arm. You know, I can play the outfield, you know, yes, with sir. the best of them. So, you know, I just went to baseball because – I knew I was going to play out there. You know, yeah. I was pretty much almost a starter, you know, when I first got there. But, you know, it, it definitely took some time to work me in, you know, but I pretty much was a starter from the get-go out there. So, yeah, uh, so that's that's kind of how it started. Kind of how it started. Yeah, and I think, you know, like you said, I think playing multiple sports kind of gave you that, you know, it helped you, I think, right? Because then it helped you kind of, you know, be more adaptable, I think, when you, you know, basically, you know, during, during off-season, during summer camp, right? Would you say so? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I played basketball as well, you know, yeah. uh, during the summer, man, you know, that's what I said, man, shout out to my mom, you know, she was a, she was a warrior, she was a soldier, you know, she was taking me to football games and basketball games and baseball games, you know, I was running in uh, the basketball gym still with dirt on my sock, yeah. you know, from, 
from the game earlier, you know, in the, in the morning, in the afternoon. I was going to basketball games late. I was also doing uh, football lifting in the mornings. You know what I'm saying? So it was just nonstop running. So, man, you know, salute to her. But, man, you got you to gotta have somebody in your corner that supports you, that can, you know, that can support you and help you get, you know, uh, all those opportunities. So, you know, man, I wouldn't be, you know, who I am today definitely without my family. You know, I wouldn't be able to accomplish, accomplish none of that without my family, my brothers, you know, the support I had, you know, man. So shout out to them. Child, you know, yeah, the big shout out, you know, the moms, right? Number one, always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, you know. Yes, sir. And, you know, it's funny for you kind of, you know, for me, you know, when I played in JUCO, you know, my co my college coach, Coach Keith Williams, now the offensive coordinator on the or assistant pass game specialist on the Baltimore Ravens now, right? He was a guest on the show too. And, you know, for me, kind of gained that exposure and that experience helped me kind of really understand and learn that the receiver position, um, you know, even though I didn't, I, I mean, I obviously wasn't like you playing the league, right? But, you know, got to play JUCO, got to play arena and semi-pro. And it really helped me kind of, you know, just, um, you know, having that leadership figure, like you said, someone that anchor to kind of latch on and kind of, you know, kind of go to, right? I, I, it was definitely beneficial. I'm sure you can you say that too, right, for your career. You oh, yeah, 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 man. You know, and it wasn't just her, man. It was numerous people. You yeah. know, I, I was really raised by the community. You yeah. Know you know, I'm, 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 I'm Jackson through and through, you know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, man, you know, I had a lot of people support me, you know, and pushing us out there. And, you know, and it's, and you know, I just took it and ran with it. Yes, sir. hundred percent. So yeah, let's talk about that. You actually did take it, ran with it. You had a great high school career, right? You basically set all, so all, all type of state records, right? So talk to me about that. When did you kind of transition to like a full-time kind of running back, fullback role? Uh, man, I think, you know, the explosion started my sophomore year. Yeah. You know, I had good games, but I kept getting hurt. You know, I remember having a high ankle sprain, uh, probably like in the third game. Uh, the first game, I tore it up. My, my debut game against our rivals across town, I had a long touchdown, uh, 100 yards. We won. We beat them for the first time in a, in a while. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the start. But my sophomore year, I struggled, you know, uh, with injuries, man. I had, I, had, I had a good amount of yards and some good touchdowns. I was returning kicks, playing a little bit of defense. Like, I was doing it all. Then I broke my collarbone, like, in the seven game of the season, you know, when I was getting close to like a thousand and, you know, it kind of shut me down, shut me down for the rest of the year. So when I came back uh, my junior year, that my, that offseason, man, I was working. I was, I was busting my butt. I said, they ain't taking me off the field no more. Like yeah. I'm gonna be the best. Like I'm finna get, I'm finna get big. I'm finna get my body because I was a baseball player. Yeah. So I still hadn't really put myself through those, uh, you know, vigorous, workouts you know those those tough and grinding workouts that you know football players got to put themselves through to, to last during the season yes so, sir <laughs> you know that off season i really got on you know i was really determined i was running heels like walter payton and jerry rice i was watching videos of them i said yeah this is how i gotta do it this is how i'm finna go so you know what i'm saying then my junior year man i just came back and exploded and you know i really knew it was for me uh, my junior year, we was playing in my hometown. Uh, you know, of course, I went to a high school outside of my hometown called Tier High School. Shout yeah. out to them. But uh, so we go to play. We go to the inner city. We go to play a school called Jim Hill. You know, and I got my cousin starting at quarterback. We've been talking noise. All week. We actually went to their game the week before with our jerseys on. 
on his sideline, like, yeah, we're gonna we gonna whoop y'all butt next week. Yeah, we'll draw ass today. Football <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the south, man. That's football in the south. Yes, sir. Right. Hey man, you, you, you're preaching, man. Football in the south yeah. is a completely different animal. So 100 yeah. percent Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so we get and actually we had a couple of dudes transfer from my school yeah. to their school, so it was up. You know, yeah. it was up to a high. And up, man, baby. I went out there that night. I had like 30 some carries for like 330 yards, you know. You know, MVP of the game, of course, you know, man, yeah, finished the game with nine carries in a row, you know, came off the sideline, you know, they was just shouting my name, A.D., A.D., you know, I felt, I knew then, you know, I was like, yeah, this, this, this shit for me, you know, I really, I can do this, I can take this all the way in, man, from that moment, you know, it was just up, it was just up, I just kept on going. 100% man went up and kept going baby you know and uh, kind of AD right I mean that's Nick I forgot to ask how did you get the nickname booby <laughs> so <laughs> this is how they came about uh yeah. so when I got to Mississippi State campus right yeah uh and I was a true freshman you know how they treat the true freshman at first nobody <laughs> even called me by my right name yeah. they want to call me everything but you know my name so yeah. it was like I, I, I came in though I was a baller you know during the summer you know yeah. I was out there running routes, playing defense, like, you know, intense, talking noise to everybody. I'm true freshman, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I was making plays, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I was balling. So when camp started, you know, uh, everybody was waiting to see what I was going to do. And, man, I came back out in camp, balling. And so the movie Friday Night Lights came out. Movie, yeah, Blue Miles, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the defense, the older guys, the seniors on the sideline, they over there, man, this dude, nice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he like booby, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I didn't see the movie. I didn't know what they were talking about. It's just mm-hmm. saying booby. I thought I was making runs. They was like, we got booby. We got <laughs> booby Dixon. I'm like, what is y'all talking about? So, you know, I go watch the movie and I come back the next day. I'm like, okay, okay, I like it. I like it. It's, it's, it's straight, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Minus some of the some of the BS, but yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, it was just came from me, man, just making plays, just being right. a player. You know, Coach Coach Croom, who was my coach at the time, Sylvester Croom, he was lining me up at quarterback. You know, I was playing some slide. I was playing running back. Like, we had a formation called Wild Bulldog. I'm a true freshman. They got me in there rolling out, throwing passes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. once my teammates started seeing that, and it was every day, you know, it just wasn't no – Oh man, he did good today, but yesterday he was trash. No, I was good pretty much every day. And they was just like, Yeah, you know, we got we got a dog right here. We got one of them on. Hell yeah, no, you definitely did. So actually, so actually, yeah, what was that? So with Mississippi State, what was your recruitment process like? Because you mentioned your junior year, right? In your high school, kind of what what set Mississippi State apart from, from the other schools? What ultimately made you decide to go Mississippi State and become a Bulldog? Well, man, ultimately it was hometown. You yeah. know, it, it was the home team. And then, uh, like, I, I grew up a Bulldog, like, high school, middle yeah. school. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Uh, middle school, I was Bulldog. High school, I was the Bulldog. So, you know, when the recruiting process came about, I'm like, okay, state right here. You know what I'm saying? They showing a lot of love. They the Bulldogs already. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, I got to throw in stuff like, you know, Sylvester Crone being the first black coach in the SEC. When I went to go visit with him. You know, they did so much, you know, helping me get qualified, you know, and and when I say helping me, I mean, like, you know, they came to the school. They were showing up at the school every week, you know, yeah. taking me by the counselor's office, 
Like I wasn't even qualified at first. I wasn't going to even make it to a D1. I was going to have to go JUCO because I just wasn't focused in the classroom. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't focused in the classroom. And I didn't have my grades. So, but uh, Coach Kroon kept coming. He kept banging on me. He kept, you know, I took the ACT, I know, seven times. You know, eight times trying to get it, you know. And, uh, yeah, man, so once they did that and they showed the love they showed, it was easy. It was easy. I was like, man, this this where I need to go. 100%. Actually, yeah, you touched on something important because, I mean, I want to talk about that. We just mentioned about the grades. You know, for me, that's why I couldn't play in high school because my grades were not – I mean, I was knucklehead, not making the right decisions, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we it was been, what it was. You know, So, yeah, good? I said, we all been there. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, so, so talk to me about that. How did you kind of turn it around? I mean, what made you write the ship and kind of how were you able to kind of go from, like you said, the ACT seven times? What was that motivation? Was it Mississippi State or was it – Anything else that kind of helped you kind of, you know, write that shit? Well, you know, man, just knowing my background, man, coming from where I come from, you know, I'm coming out the, you know, I, you know, even though I wasn't there at the time, I always, you know, didn't, I, I never forgot where I came from. And that was coming out there home to shelter, you know, being, coming from poverty, you know what I'm saying? Not having it. So, you know, when I got to that point and it finally hit me, like, I'm like, dang, I really got to do this or I ain't going to be able you know, keep, keep advancing. So it was like, now I got to turn it on. I was I was smart, but I just wasn't applying myself. You know what I'm saying? I was pretty much relying on my talent to carry me. And I found out talent only carry you so far. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you eventually got to start doing some work. You got to have some brains. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So once I realized that, and I was like, man, I'm going to miss out on my opportunity because I'm in here playing. I'm not applying myself. Like I need to start taking this serious. Like, this this series, like like I take football and sports series, I started taking the classroom series. So man, I was coming home, I started studying more. I was in class writing notes. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get it. Like I was coming home taking practice tests. I was going to workshops. Like I would sit at the computer for like an hour, you know, taking a practice test and grading myself. And you know, I just kept getting better and better. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it just came from me wanting to grind. Like and then I had three brothers coming up behind me so I wanted to set I wanted to be a great example you know what I'm saying because I had people pretty much my whole life telling me hey you got your three brothers behind you they looking at you too so you yeah. gotta you gotta show good you know you gotta do good so you know that stuck with me too you know I feel some type of way kind of being a man of the house early you know once my mom and my dad divorced you know I felt like it was on me to kind of yeah. pull us up out of that you know to kind of get us on the other side you know a thing so you know, man, I just I just stepped up, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, that's what it was. 100 percent. No, I think, you know, it's important to kind of know, like you said, know where you come from. And obviously being from a homeless shelter, you know, uh, when I was actually playing Juco, my coach, Keith Williams, worked with J James Jones of the Packers. You might you might know him. You played against him a few times. Right. Yeah, and he yeah. actually had the same struggle. He came up from a homeless shelter before he was able to kind of, you know, get get going and obviously get in San Jose State and, you know, the rest of history from there. I'm yeah. thinking, you know, kind of what you just said, you know, kind of being the man in the house, having other brothers look up, look up to you. You know, I mean, that that almost sets it up. Like you said, like it's kind of like you said, changing that perception and changing that narrative to kind of say it's you're limitless. Right. Basically, because yeah. at that point, when you're able to prove that, hey, you know, I can do this. Anyone can get it. You know, you're grinding every single day, both in the classroom, on the field, in the in the in the weight room. Right. It makes it a lot easier for you for you. And kind of like you said, for your, for the ones coming up, you know, next after you to be like, all right, cool. No, we got this because, you know, no big bro got this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So 
Yeah, no, that, 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 that's great. You know, and so, yeah, let's talk about now. Yeah, so you mentioned Mississippi State, right? Now you're there. You start, you know, kind of your freshman season. Um, and you do, obviously, you know, you start making plays. Kind of what was your kind of when you first started playing in college? When did you kind of feel like you knew you had to, to go to the NFL? Uh, man, I, I ain't going to lie. You know, and it might sound cocky, but I knew it as soon as I walked in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that summer on a turf. Yeah. We was out there doing seven on sevens and we was getting ready now. It took me a while to get my conditioning yeah. together. When they first got us, man, they ran us to death. But <laughs> as far as like, you know, my ability to make plays, oh man, did nothing, nothing changed. You know, it was like I was at high school. So I knew, I knew pretty much when I got up in there, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, I'm finna take over. Yeah. Hundred percent. No, obviously, like you know, like you said, when you first started, you you start doing those those, those two days, right? And then yeah. you got to run ninety five degree heat. <laughs> I just had to get adjusted to that. I just had to get adjusted to the new workload yeah. in the ground. Once I once I got my body right and got conditioning, that oh man, they they couldn't stop me. It was it was crazy. Yes, sir. It's over at that point. No, because like you know, that's just kind of they say the adjustment. Obviously, D one JUCO different, right? But I mean, just college in general. Anyone who's played. Like the moment you kind of get used to the, to to the regimen, the schedule, and being able to balance that with classes, right? And uh, you know, it's it yeah. can be difficult. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you balance, you, it yeah, you, yeah. And so that I mean, actually, yeah, talk, talk to me about that. How was it for you, kind of adjusting initially to that? You know, man, it was a struggle. It was yeah. a struggle. You know, I wasn't some of the stuff I just wasn't going to. Yeah. And uh, me and Coach <laughs> Chrome used to sit down and. Have these me? He like, come on, come on, boo. Now you gotta go to class. That you gotta go to class. You gotta go study hall. Like, yeah. stuff not optional. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking <laughs> like it's optional. Like, <laughs> I had a crazy mentality, man. Like, I was still looking at some of that stuff like it was optional. I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it the next day, or I get it tomorrow. But they was like, no, you can't do that. Like, you gotta go to. You gotta be here every day. You gotta be there. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man. So. You know, um, you know, just with him talking to me and just helping me stay on track and helping me stay on focus, I eventually, you know, started clicking. You know, I eventually started. And he was like, you know, uh, you know, you, you cannot be, you know, we don't want you to not be eligible, you right. know, for the season. So, Booby, you got to go to class. You got to do this work. You got to, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I kind of got relaxed because, like I said, I had a lot of success early, you know, like. I pretty much knew, you know, when I walked on campus and we started competing, especially in camp, you know, I knew I was going to get that starting job. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. But uh, so I got a little relaxed and I didn't want to go to classes and study hall and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, just, you know, up in my discipline, I had to get more discipline. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just straight up. You know, I had to tell myself, man, you got to be more disciplined. You got to be accountable to your teammates, to your team. You know, everybody else doing it. You need to do it too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I just had to keep keep telling myself stuff like that, and eventually I, you know, started getting on the right track. Hundred percent. No, it sounds like you know, coach had great influence on you, your teammates as well, right? Because I think you know, having that, like I said, you know, earlier, it's critical. You know, just to to succeed in college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's it's a huge adjustment. I mean, for anyone, right? I mean, it's a very very big adjustment. So it's great mm-hmm. that you're able to kind of do that, right? Talk yeah. to me about kind of what, like you said, you throughout your college career, you obviously had great moments and great games. What was your favorite moment? Your highlight? Obviously, you're playing the SEC, so you obviously played against the top competition at the time, mm-hmm. right? So you had multiple national champions come out of your out of your conference. So, kind of, what was your favorite kind of moments? You know, throughout your college career? Oh man, it was so many of them, man. Yeah. Like, uh, 
Uh, I know that the Kentucky game when I broke the school record, you know, they still play that video a lot yeah. on, uh, on social media. You know, that was a great night, you know, because I overcame a lot that night. And uh, it was Halloween night, you know, and uh, so it, it, this, that memory going to always stick. You know, broke the school record, you know, uh, my senior year. Uh, but, man, I had some games my my freshman year, you know. I'll never forget my first game against South Carolina on ESPN. I'm like, wow, man, I done made it. I'm on ESPN. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think I had 12 carries, like 60-some yards. So, you know, and then after that, I, I was moved to starter. I went into my first game as the backup. Uh, I, I rushed the backup in my first game then. My coach made me starter the next week in meetings, and then I go out there uh, on a Monday practice or a Tuesday practice, and I break my pinky. Man. You know, so that that's another great memory. You know, of me. You know, I, I battled through adversity because I broke my pinky, had a surgery on Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? I k I rested Thursday, showed up to practice Friday. Like coach, I want to play, and he was like, "Okay, uh, we're gonna see if you can." Uh, take handouts and catch passes. You sure you want to play? I'm like, yes, I want to play. I want my spot. I work too hard for this. You know what I'm saying? I ain't finna just give it up, you know? You know, I'm like, if this pinky. You know what I'm saying? We can tape both of them together, and I can carry the ball one hand. It don't matter. I'm playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm starting. You know, I'm a starter now. So that was another great memory, something I battled. And I had a pretty good, solid game against Auburn, you know, that week. Uh they was playing me kind of dirty. They was trying to step on my hand and stuff like that. They had caught word. But, uh, man, I had a decent week against them. But it kind of held me back because it started bothering me later on in practice every day. So I couldn't just stay at the same level because some days I was nursing it and resting it. So, you know, it was a struggle. That was a struggle. But I ended up setting up all the true freshman records at State. And they still set now, you know, most rushing yards, most touchdowns. Most cared by a true freshman ever. So, you know, I battled through a lot and accomplished a lot that year. But, man, in college, I just – so much, you know, game-winning touchdown against undefeated UCF in the bowl game. Yes, sir. <laughs> my, my sophomore year, you know, that was great, you know. I think I had 18 touchdowns this year. You know, first true sophomore with 1,000 yards, you know, in Mississippi State history. So, you know, man, it's, it's so many – you know, games I can name, you know, man, but, you know, the, the victory against Alabama, I had two victories against Alabama back-to-back. You know, I started out 2-0 and against those guys, yeah. you know, and so, and and, uh, and the reason why I was so proud of that, because Alabama took my scholarship off on an unofficial visit. Yeah, yeah, they did me like that. Damn. So, you know, it was war when I seen them, when I, I told them. <laughs> Walking out the office, I said, all right, if, if this how y'all because they were trying to make me commit. And it was like, you know, they was basically telling me, if you don't commit, then it's not gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, well, you know, I ain't grow up loving Alabama like that. I'm not just head over heels for y'all. Like this is an unofficial visit. Like yeah. I ain't even came and sat with y'all and hung out with y'all long enough. So it was just like one of those deals where I was like, I'm good. I see y'all on the other side. And uh, yep. I got I got details, you know, them first two games, like I got them good. So, you know, it was just stuff like that, you know. Those those would be some of my great memories. No, that's not, not, and, and that's tremendous because, like you said, they pull your scholarship like that. I mean, like you said, I mean, like, you know, that, that tends to be underhanded tactics. We've seen that in the, historically 
you know, for many players, you know, throughout, you know, throughout the years, right. I mean, from like the eighties and you like Bo Jackson, right. And many others. Right. So obviously yeah. like, you know, when they, when they do that, you know, you would, you would think that, that, you know, that the NCAA would, would be a little bit more kind of stricter on kind of, you know, how, how they enforce those policies on student athletes, but you know, you know the, the school pretty much still has all the leverage, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, they got the scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> and they got Nick Saban and all that, but yeah, you got beat yeah. Nick Saban twice. Right. I mean, that's no, a, that's no, a, it wasn't Nick. I beat Nick Saban once. Once, okay. Uh, the first year, which they fired the coach after the game. Oh my god, it felt so good. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Mike Shula. Yeah. Mike Shula. So the son of, I want to say the Don Shula, the Don Shula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach, Mike Shula was the coach, and I remember uh, Sparky Woods was recruiting me. He was the running back coach. See, I never forget. I still remember their name, and uh. Yeah, man, when they, they pulled that move, I just said, okay, I'll see y'all on the other side, man. Like, I'm not going like that. And uh, so I ended up for Rivals freshman of the week. I had 125 in Brian Denton Stadium on, like, 25 carries in a touchdown, you know. And uh, we was, you know, riding back on the buses. And then we had breaking news on ESPN, Alabama fires coach Mike Shula. I was, yes. Yeah, you know, I will pop the champagne when I got back to Starkville. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was, where, where to get it? Pull up, fellas. <laughs> yes, sir. You know? so we out here, baby. Yeah, I told them. I told them. Yeah. No, you know, and like you said, that redeeming feeling, that quality when you're able to prove someone wrong, right? You know, whenever yeah. they do something bad to you, right? You like you said, that chip on that shoulder just keeps building, and, and that's further motivation. Feel. You know what yep. I mean? And, and anyone yeah. who's ever played can definitely relate to that. I mean, it doesn't matter what level, but, you know, that's kind of – because I remember when I was getting recruited, right, uh, not necessarily being recruited, but when I was trying to you know, walk on at JUCOs because I, I didn't have any film from high school, I remember when some of the JUCOs, they were doing to me, they are like, yeah, no, Ali, like, you know, you, I mean, you're great. We love your heart. But honestly, since you never played in high school, it's, you're not going to be able to make it. You know, you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to even make anything. So that was mm -hmm. my personal chip on my shoulder to go out there and prove to myself I could, I could play. You know, and so for me, yeah. when I was finally able to make it on, on Juco roster and take that, you know, to as far as I was able to take it, you know, to arena semi-pro, I was very, very happy because I still remember, you know, those, like you said, those situations, coaches who basically said what they said. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's so, what's up, man. That's, I, hey, I was already pretty much a uh, self-motivated person, you yeah. know, because of what I had gone through. But, but all that little stuff, like you say, it's just be feel on the fire. Yes, sir. <laughs> they think you're going to forget, but you you don't. You yeah. don't. No, hell no. You never, you never do. So, you know, like you said, so now obviously like you, you know, so many great moments, your great call and college career, right? Mississippi State, Bulldogs Hall of Fame. I mean, so it is what it is, right? We're talking, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. big ballers, baby. So talk yeah. to me about kind of when you um, – your last year, your junior, senior year, when you're when you're preparing, you know, to obviously for the draft, what was that experience like for you? Was it similar to your recruitment experience where a bunch, a bunch of D1s are coming your way or kind of how was that? Was it a little different than that? Uh, well, getting, you saying getting ready for the draft? Getting ready for the draft, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So my junior year, I hit a, I was in a big dilemma, man. You know, I, I had had a great sophomore year, and I was my plans was to leave my junior year. Yeah. But I didn't have the season that I wanted. You know, I ended up me and Coach Croom kind of uh, had like a, like a like an argument, and he benched me for like three games, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so I didn't get the numbers that I wanted that I needed. You know what I'm saying? I still played good, but, you know, my carries got cut. So yeah. it was like I didn't have the numbers I wanted to leave my junior year. So I ended up staying my senior year, and I got in a little trouble, 
the start of my senior year, but you know, I, I got, you know, once I came back, I got suspended for the first game, you know, and uh, but once I came back after that game, oh man, I just went on the tear, you know what I'm saying? I got my mind focused. I was like, man, I can't, I'm not finna blow my senior year, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That was one game, but I got 10 more to go, and I could, I, I said everything still in front of me. I'm still gonna break the school record. I'm still gonna finish with the most yards. Like I'm finna, I'm just finna go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I was angry. I was angry at myself more than anything because I put myself in that situation. But I was just like, man, I still got more to prove. You know, I just still feel like I had so much more to prove. They left me off the dope walker list. Uh, oh yeah, they did me dirty. They was leaving me off everything. I'm like, what? I've been balling in the SEC since. I got here, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so my senior year, they leave me off most of the awards list. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm finna show them. So at the end of the year, you know, I end up first team SEC, led the conference, yards per game. Mark Ingram won the Heisman, but I felt like I was the Heisman. Because I said, if you put me on that team, I'm going to be the Heisman too, you yes, know? <laughs> So, you know, man, you know, I just had a great year, you know, you know, and uh, yeah, and, and you know, the rest is history. Rest is history, right, obviously. And so, like you said, coming back from that, you said getting in trouble and kind of, like you said, the suspension, there were still setbacks, but that was just, like we talked about, that chip on the shoulder, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah, just kept, I, yeah. Yeah, I just stayed motivated, man. You know, I was still a young kid growing up. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I, I was making mistakes, you know what I'm saying? And I was, I was learning a lot of, a lot of things about trial and error, you know. Um, you know, my dad, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, the most disciplinary, you know, teacher. So a lot of times, like I said, I just had to learn stuff, you know, on my own. And uh, yeah, so you know, I just was taking my bumps and bruises and I just kept on kicking. You know, I felt, you know, I felt like with my brothers watching me with the support I had too, I'm like, I felt like I was unstoppable. I was like, I'm distant for it. Like I was telling my mom when I was young, I'm, like, I'm going to the NFL. Like, ain't nothing going to stop me. Like, I know I'm one of the best. I just got to go out here and show them, you know, every day. And uh, that's what I would focus on, even when I was getting in those little troubles. When I went to practice, you felt my energy. Like, you know that's where I wanted to be. Like, I didn't want to be in those classrooms like that. <laughs> but when it came time to be at practice, oh, man, I was loud. I was intense. Yeah. I was in my teammate's face. I love to practice. You know, I was one of those. So, you know, I was I was willing to work. And I knew as long as I stayed like that, that I was going to get everything that was coming to me. 100%. No, like you said, it's it's a mindset, right? It's just a mindset, yeah. you know, and like in, you know, like learning trial and error, it makes you better. And, you know, I mean, we've all had the situation. So, you know, it's, it's great to see how that helped you reach the ultimate level. Now we can talk about, obviously, like you said, your senior year. You know, I mean, you mentioned that you kind of, like you said, you were left off the list, but you had a great senior year. So obviously when did you, when you got to the, to the end of your senior year and you're basically getting invited, you know, obviously were you invited, actually, let me ask, were you invited all the bowl games, you know, the, the, the com, the draft, whatever, yeah. the, you know, the, you know we, how was that experience like, you know? Initially? They invited me to the uh, senior bowl. Yeah. Uh, I went to the combine. Yeah. Uh, man, they was, they was all like, uh, it was like a dream. Yeah. You know Because you like, you you kind of grow up watching this stuff, and you like, dang, you looking at guys go before you, and you like, and, and you know, even though you know, I done said numerous times, even th since we've been talking, that I was confident 
I was going to make it. And I knew I was ready. You Sometimes you just don't know. You know, you, right. you have funds, you sitting there, you like, man, am I really that good? You know, yeah. can I really compete with those guys? And, man, once you get there and you get around them and you start playing against them, you like, man, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it'd be a, it was a little bit of nervousness and, you know, uh, but I was ready to attack the process in full, you know. Now, I don't think I handled it the best way I could, but, hey, you know, I, like I said, a lot of that trial and error was still going on. So I think that's why I fell in the draft, you know, because, you know, I could have handled the draft process better. But, you know, man, once it happened and it was like, dang, I actually made it. It just was like the feeling was like I wasn't I wasn't crying like I was just like motivated i was really more angry yeah. than i was you know sad because I, like, I can't believe they let me wait to the sixth round is that crazy <laughs> yeah. like so it was like yeah man it was one of those and you know i'll never forget that first preseason coming in leading the league and rushing yards and touchdowns and we went four and oh you know what i'm saying you know and i started the three games after the after the first game when i won MVP of the game had like a hundred and twenty some yards in my first career game. Tore it up, you know. It's on YouTube, but my first career game, I tore it up. You know, I, we was playing the Colts back in the, in the, in Indianapolis where we were for the combine, and I, I'm looking. I see Peyton Manning on the sideline. I see Edron James. I'm like, oh, I'm here. You know, this is the show. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. And I and I said, you know, to myself in that moment, I was like, yeah, it's time to show up, turn up. It's time to show the world what you got. You belong here. You know what I'm saying? You built for this. And I went off that game, you know, and then I started the next three games. And we won. I scored touchdowns. I was getting, you know, hella yards, you know, and all of that led everybody. So, you know, and then after that, I just knew. I knew I was made for it. I was like, ain't no more self-doubt. Ain't no more questioning myself. I know I belong here. I know I'm one of them, and I just kept on just balling, just kept on grinding. 100%. And absolutely, yeah. let's talk about, obviously, with that preseason, because that was the last year Mike Singletary was there as head coach and Jim Tom yeah. Sula. Right? So kind of what was that like when you first stepped into, you know, obviously it was before Levi's. It was obviously Candlestick Park, right, and it was still in San Francisco. What was that experience like when you first kind of stepped on the scene, you know, in San Francisco in that locker room? Oh, man, it was different, man. You know, uh, you know, some of the guys were kind of chattering. About me when I got there, they was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's the that's the big running back from Mississippi State." You know what I'm saying? Because some of them were SEC guys. They yeah. like yeah, he he running, they get a lot of yards. And then plus, I had been going against uh, Patrick Willis, so yeah. we already had some, you know, some history. And uh, you know, as soon as I seen him, I was like, "Yeah, I'm back." You know what <laughs> my freshman year, I played him my senior year at Ole Miss, had 125 yards. Drug him in the end zone yeah. on a uh, on a touchdown carry yeah. early in the game. You know, true freshman, never let him forget it. And uh, <laughs> so you know, when I seen it, I was like, "Yeah, I'm back." You know what yeah. I'm saying? But of course, he was all world, all pro at the time. You know, Mr. Big Shot. But man, we we was we we got back to having those battles. You know, he helped mold me into a great player. Not just him. You know, that whole defense, man. We had some. Studs, on Dog, dogs, boy, goddamn, yeah, dogs. yeah. Battling yeah. so, those boys every day really just helped mold me into the guy I became. You know, yeah, 
Now, and I think, like you said, Navarro Bowman, who's also a rookie that same year, right? I'm sure that must have helped a little bit, right? Yeah, me and Bar, me and uh, Navarro, when we first got there, man, we we hooked up, and uh, you know, it was just like, you know, we was just we the same draft class, you know, we was kind of just going around uh, everywhere together, you know, uh, stuff like that, you know. And, you know, that was my dog, you know, but we also was having battles, you know, yeah. on the field. So we'll get back in the car. He like, man, you kept, you had your hands in my face today. I'm like, that, bro, you was, you were tackling late, though. You you was out there tackling late, though. You know what I'm saying? You all you, you kind of went low on me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get you. So it was stuff like that, man. But we was, we were best buddies, you know. We sitting in the car, you know, talking about this stuff. We were just out there fighting each other. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, just stuff like that. Guys like him. Uh, Aldis Smith was another guy. He came along, you know. You know, we was always out there, you know, mixing it up as well, you know. So, you know, just guys like that, you know, knowing them guys, knowing their attitudes, knowing how my attitude was, you know, we just, you know, it was, it was some clashes. But we it made us better. It, it made all us better. Iron sharpens iron, you know what I mean? That's the yep. saying. Yes, sir. Definitely our motto. Yep. Yes, sir. And so obviously, because I think Mike Singletary preached that to some level, I think, right? Was that kind of... It was know, on the wall. It was on yeah. the wall. Yeah. Iron Mike Singletary. You had to put iron on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you mentioned, so obviously you were starting all preseason games, but then obviously when the season started, Frank Gore still, you know, Mr. All Top, All Pro, All World, kind of yeah. all-time league rusher was still on the roster. So kind yeah. of what was that, right? Talk to me about that transition. Yeah. Well, you know, Frank came back and stole the show. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, then, you know, which was, it was, it was, that was the one point in my career where I really was like, I got introduced to how the league worked. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, uh, I knew I was ready. You know what I'm saying? Then the tape don't lie, film don't lie. You, you, you see me getting those yards and crushing those defenses, but, you know, it's still, it's still, it's still a game within the game. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, once, once Frank came back and then, all of a sudden, that same offseason, uh, we signed Brian Westbrook. He got released from the Philadelphia Eagles for the concussions and stuff. We yeah. signed him and bring him on. So, you know, I'm I'm going, I'm steady dropping down. And I'm looking, I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, uh, so I had a meeting with Coach Singletary before the preseason started. He was like, man, you ball out. You do what you're supposed to do. I'm going to put you behind Frank. You know what I'm saying? We all love your energy. You just got to play well. You know, we got to. You gotta play with us. So I'm, I'm like, I, piece of cake. You know, this is what I've been doing my whole career. I got you. Yeah. And then once I do that, and then you know, it turned around, you know, something else happened. I'm like, dang, what's going on? We went four and oh. I'm the leader of the preset. I should be the starter, Frank yeah. Who. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. Frank Who played me. But uh yeah, man, you know, it didn't happen. You know, it it went to uh it went to Brian Westbrook came in. Now I'm third. So now they're telling me. Now you got to run down on special teams. I'm like, I ain't never played special team before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I give me the rock. Like I'm the I'm the rock man. Give me the, I'm Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Give me the rock. We but, out here, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it was one of those things where I was like, I had to adjust, man. Like right off the bat, I'm you know adversity already. You know, and uh, you know me. Of course, me and uh, Singletary had a a great conversation about it, you know, it, you know, it opened me up to the game more as to why I wasn't, you know, made the man right away, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you, you know, I just learned, I just learned and I just kept grinding and, you know, I just kept fighting for the opportunity, you know, 49ers was my, 
you know, team growing up, you know, my favorite team to watch growing up. So I was, I was happy where I was at. I just wasn't happy with the opportunity I was getting, you know? hundred percent. No. And I think you're right because, you know, when you, when you are having such a phenomenal preseason and, you know, you lead the team to a four and record and the team historically up to that point had not made the playoffs for seven straight seasons. Right. Yep. I mean, you're thinking like, come on now. Right. I mean, you, you yeah. know, young, fresh, but yeah, you know, so. Of course. Yeah. And so obviously, like you said, um, you know, kind of, you know, with, with the, with the opportunity and lessons, like you said, to kind of transition special teams, you know, I think you, you probably learned a lot and kind of when you play special teams, were you um were you pretty much uh, you're basically uh, you know obviously like the gunning or jamming I guess gunning obviously on special teams you know right uh, or basically for return we also a blocking return man for the returner or uh, did you return any kicks kind of talk to me about that a little bit when you first started yeah yeah I, I did it all though. I played the yeah. front line I played the middle line I played returner yeah uh, I played uh, I played right wing no I played left wing on a uh, punt never yeah. gave up a block yeah. yeah. In my four years, I never gave up a block, barely even gave up a pressure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Locked down out there. You know, on a hold up, I played in on punt return. You know, was locked down. I led the team in knockdowns every year on on special teams. I was, the, you know, by far our most physical player yeah. on the things. And uh, yeah, man, I just kind of started taking pride in it. You know, it was like it can't it can't one of those things. You know, I'm a prideful guy anyway. So it was like, okay, y'all gonna ask me to do this, you know, you know this this that verse that I've been hit with. So I'm gonna be great at, you know. Yeah. My thing was I was trying to be great at, and you know, I felt like I should have made the Pro Bowl a couple years off special I know it, at least my first year in Buffalo, yeah. you know, now San Francisco. I had some pretty good years, but I know my first year in Buffalo, man, I I, I went off. But yeah, man, it was just it was a learning process from gate though. Like I was like. I wasn't practicing on kick slide and hold up at Mississippi State. I was getting the rock. I was on the sideline yeah. doing that time, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and so, you know, just well, you know, actually, I did practice on my kick slide. You know, I was doing the kick slide, but that's about it. You know, I wasn't doing everything else, but it came in handy when I got to the league. But uh, yeah, man, it was just an adjustment process. Like I was like, dang. I ain't never ran down on kicks before. Now I got to <laughs> run down on kicks. Now I got to learn how to, you know, get, dodge through these lanes and, you know, and stuff like that. So now I just took pride in it. And then I, and I felt like I was one of the best at it. Hundred percent. No, obviously, like you said lane integrity, right? Knowing which lane to kind of hit, knowing which way to kind of you know converge, you know, on 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 the wedge, right? Like you said, the end and everything, right? And obviously, if if you didn't play special teams, you won't appreciate this. But you know, yeah, for me, yeah. that's all. <laughs> you know what I mean. But, <laughs> And we see all the teams who don't appreciate special teams losing every weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> man, you got you to gotta appreciate special teams, man. You know, the third phase is still an important phase in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that's what I learned, you know, and I grew to, to uh, grew more fond of it because, you know, I, I won't lie early on, I didn't really, you know, put much into a special team because I always just played offense. Yeah. But once I started playing it, realizing the effect you know field position you know i feel like that's the reason why our defense was so good because when we punted the ball and we kicked the ball off we we stuck teams back you know we we give up we gave up probably one touchdown my whole career in the game that we in in the worst time ever but you know i think we gave up one kickoff return my whole career in 40 with with the 49ers so 
we was an elite unit, you know what I'm saying, the whole time. We were shutting guys down the whole time. And guys like Patrick and stuff, they used to tell us how important it was to them. They was like, Dixon, you know, we 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 love what y'all doing on special teams. Like, we need y'all to keep doing that, like, because y'all help us with, you know, pushing these teams back, field position. Field position is such an important part of the game, you know what I'm saying? And special team helps a lot with that. So just starting – I just started learning the game more. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, that's what it did for me. 100%. You know, it's funny you mentioned you only had one touchdown score. When I played Juco and Arena and, you know, when I was playing kickoff and I was most playing punt, you know, we only had – we had actually zero touchdown score when I was on the field because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I got when I got my twilight years, when I started playing up until my late 20s, right, I basically kind of took more of a leadership <laughs> role, but I'd be able to kind of, you know, coach the guys and tell them which way to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it, yep. yeah. And it's just it, – it, because, like you said, it's awareness, right? It's awareness. It's knowing kind of where to kind of, you said, pin the field – pin the additional the, the pin the, uh, the other team deep right and basically yeah. like you know know exactly kind of how critical it is to kind of you know make sure that you make those plays right because like you said that can open up an opportunity if you're trying to become an every down player you know what i mean so. yeah that's what kept me active you know i was out you know for every game in my career for six years i was always on the active roster yeah you know i, I was never inactive for a game you know and i think you know i took pride in that because I wanted to be there for my teammates. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, every week I'm on go. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to be just chilling, you know? Uh, so, you know, I took pride in being ready every week. I took pride in, you know, uh, making sure my effort was there. I took pride in knowing my plays, you know, so I could so I could be up, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes little stuff like the both things I just mentioned hold you back, you know, and, you know, you, don't, you end up not being inactive because you – Maybe not out there doing the right thing, or you maybe not out there playing hard enough every day. So I just made sure I could control, you know, what I can control. That was my energy. That was my focus. And, you know, I just went out there and, and played hard. And I was like, man, I want to play on Sunday, every Sunday, you know, Mondays and Thursdays too. Yes, sir. And that's how you get your yeah. work, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you get. Get that money. Gotta get, get money, baby. Care. Yeah. So talk to me about kind of when, when Mike Singletary was let go and Jim Tom Sewell took over in the last half of that season, what was that transition like? Was there any kind of adjustment process to the coaching change your rookie year? See, see, I was, was, hold on. Was I still there? Oh yeah, I was still there. You there, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was different, man. Cause Tom, man, Tom, uh, Tom was so crazy, man. You know, (laughs) you know, my picture and I know y'all gonna be like, that's, that's crazy, but it's just one picture that I always have of Tom Sula is him with his shirt off with all his wild hair on his chest <laughs> and his gold necklaces, him walking in the locker room like, yeah, what's up, fellas? What's up? <laughs> He's one of them like, like, Jim, what is you doing, man? Cover that up. Like, <laughs> like, I had never seen nothing like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, up until that point. So I was like, why are you so hairy? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that like but he was so cool man he was so funny man I love playing for Jim and uh yeah man it was just it was just one of those things you know I hated to see Coach Singletary leave because you know that staff and those guys was the guys that you know pretty much brought me in and I and you know and when stuff like that happened you know uh it can it can sometimes mean bad because you know the next staff coming in you don't know how they're gonna feel about you you don't know if they're gonna want you there so you know, I didn't know what was going to happen the next year. And then we was actually locked out right after that. So, 
you know, I went home like, you know, after this season, like, dang, my coach got fired. We locked out. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. But, yeah, man, you know, I, I you know, I miss with Harbaugh. And uh, I love that staff as well. You know what I'm saying? I, that team more than anything. And, uh, yeah, we did great things, too. Oh, no, you definitely did great things. We're going to talk about that right now. All right, so yeah. let's talk about that, all right? So when 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 Tom goes out the door, he said there's the lockout season, right, and then Harbaugh was announced that offseason as the head coach. When the lockout ended and everyone was able to come back and start practicing again, kind of talk to me about what that was like, obviously, with, with Harbaugh and that coaching staff and the new the new administration um, over there in San Francisco. Uh, well, if I can remember, man, I just remember uh, when we came back, it felt more like a college setting again. Yeah. Like, you know, with Singletary, you know, it was all pro. You know what I'm saying? But when Harbaugh came in, I can't lie, he brought some of that Stanford ritual with him. You know, I think he even brought the strength and conditioning guys with him. You know, he brought the whole thing with him. So it kind of was kind of back, like, kind of had that feel to it. You know, how we, how we started operating again. You know, so... You know, I just remember everybody coming in, though, ready to work. Because Harbaugh was all about the work now. You know, he, you know, his thing was more is more. You know, he wanted to work the long, hard hours. You know, he had the, the uh, we had these blue, uh, uh, dang, what they call them? Blue, blue collar shirts, all yeah. blue, blue collar with our name tags on them, kind of like the car mechanic shirts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we. You know, that was that was our, you know, mentality. That was his motto. You know, we're a blue-collar team. We're going to outwork the competition. You know, more is more. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. So that's, that's how we work, man. We was out there long days. Long It was hard. It got harder. You know, that was one of my hard, hardest years of prep. You know what I'm saying? Just with him coming in and him bringing his crew in. But it paid out. We went straight to the championship game, you know? Let's yeah. talk about that. All right. So that off season and kind of, you know, and now that season, right. When did you kind of, when you guys, when the Niners started going on a run and so, you know, we see, you know, one and one, two and one, three, four, five and six. And then we started seeing nine and it's like, we hadn't seen that for a while. When did you kind of feel like you had something, you know what I mean? Uh, well, you know, uh, it, it, I felt, I felt like that, you know, um, and I'm trying to remember that season, but it's, it's, I just, you know, I know, I just remember us winning, you know, once you start winning them games that everybody on Sunday picking you to lose, you know how you get <laughs> the Fox and, and CBS at a time. And, you know, they got – we playing the Panthers. Five of the dudes up there got the Panthers winning. One <laughs> dude picked the 49ers. So, boom, next day you know, we win the game. Yeah. Now, next week, they still doing it. Next thing you know, we win the game. Then, you know, once they keep going on and then finally you see – then you start seeing the flip. They like, oh, the Niners, you know, they got this swag back. These Niners different. They ain't, they, these ain't the same night. Now everybody picking us. Yeah. So, you know, we we knew, we knew what we what we was, you know, inside the building, but it just took a while for other folks to see it. You know, and then of course we had to go prove it. You know, we had to go win. So, you know, once we start winning those games, and it just, you know, that's when we knew. You know, once you start winning three. Four in a row, you know, and then we talking playoffs. That's that's when I knew. Yeah, and so talk to me about kind of you know your first experience. And actually, before you do that, I think the, the twenty eleven season was your first opportunity where you actually got to see some goal line touches, right? Where you got to start actually scoring some touchdowns. So talk to me about what was that like to get those goal line opportunities and be used as, as like a third down back. 
Yeah, uh, so I remember my first carry. You know, on my first NFL carry, I scored a touchdown. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. But I, I, it was against the New Orleans Saints, you know, uh, on, uh, like Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night, something like that. I remember it being a night game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, that was my first time, you know, since the preseason to get my shine. You know, Frank had really carried the ball the whole game. I wasn't getting no burn. You know, I'm on special teams. I'm like, dang, man, I want to rock. I like, I know I'm ready for this. Yeah. And finally, we get down close to the goal line. I think Frank had had a chance to get it in, and he didn't, you know, and, and they called my number. And, ooh, what they do that for? You know I was ready. Yeah. So, you know, man, I just remember getting the ball. Uh, I think it was an ISO or a lead off the left side, and I remember just blasting through the hole, you know, high-stepping in the end zone, and Joe Staley lifting me up in the end zone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it was another one of those moments where I knew I was ready. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was – you know, I knew I belonged, and just you know, I, I knew I was ready for goal line carries and and short yardage carries, man. You know, because I'm a bruiser. How yeah. I was you do you can go watch my film. You 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 will hardly ever see me getting knocked back. Yeah, you know, I, that's one thing that didn't happen. I did I didn't get knocked back often. Now I got tripped up sometimes. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it, sometimes it wasn't nowhere to go, but you rarely ever see me get knocked back. So. I knew I was ready for that. Hundred percent. Now you mentioned the Saints. Perfect. Now we now we'll go back to the playoffs, right? Now the, your first season when you played the Saints in the NFC Divisional, um, and that was the that was the the game where they basically had to catch three with with oh, Alex the burnt. Yeah, you know, talking about that game. Oh man, that was a game full of crazy emotions. I I I think I cried sad tears. I think I cried happy tears. Like at one point, I was like, "Oh man, we lost. We done lost. <laughs> it's over." But then, you know, we come back, and it was crazy, man. Like, the energy, the emotions on the sideline, what Vernon displayed, that's what it was. Yeah. I think it was for all of us. He was just the one that had to – you know, he had to be the one to yeah. – you know, it just had to be Vernon. But, no, nah, Vernon earned that, man. That was a great catch. But, uh, no, that was the that was the uh move, man. You know, we were fighting so hard that game. And I at one point, I felt like we was in control. Then next thing you know, New Orleans Saints took control. And then, you know, we we like, oh man, then we take control again. Then I think they came back and scored again. You know what I'm saying? And we was like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Like, then I think it was like one minute on the clock or something. So I'm over there like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like we had D boy. And I I'm like, man, I still ain't got a chance to play on offense like I want to. So, you know, it's just all type of emotions that you go through when stuff like that happens, you know what I'm saying, for yourself and, and for your teammates. You know, you feel for your teammates too. So, but, man, watching those boys take that thing down the field and scope, that drive, man, it just it just let off fireworks, you know what I'm saying, fireworks of emotion. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it was. 100%. Fireworks of emotion, phenomenal game, one of the greatest plays in, in, in Farnard's history, one of the greatest games and wins ever, right? So it was phenomenal. And then obviously, like, you know, you're riding that high, but then you get the NFC Championship game against the Giants. Things didn't go so well. So kind of uh, talk to me about that and kind of what that offseason was like, you know, afterwards. Man, I still got some dreams that hunt me in that game. I don't know if you remember, but I did get an opportunity in that game. I did, yeah. I third and one, and I didn't get it. I got tripped up. Yeah. And you know, that was one of my, you know, that was one of my, you know, least favorite memories. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, man, just I just remember that game. I, oh, man, I'll tell you something else, too. I almost was late for that game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I haven't really told this story a lot, but, you know, forget it. It's, it's over with now. It's over now. But, uh, man, we so that day, you know, I'd never seen from – so we used to go from Berlin game up to the stadium. And so that day, I never seen the traffic as deep as it was. You know what I'm saying? Even for the Saints game, I don't think it still was that hard to get up to the stadium. But, okay, so, you know, I'm still a second-year player, you know, 22, 23. So I wake up, I'm thinking I got time. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, doing my thing in the room, getting dressed, yeah. put my swag on. I'm like, yeah. yeah. For the championship, I'm going to the Super Bowl, baby. Been, you know, I'm in the room feeling myself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> one of them type deals. Man, I look at the clock, and next thing you know, I want to say it's about it's about 845, 830. I'm like, oh, shit, time to go. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, boom, I uh, get my stuff, you know what I'm saying? Run downstairs, hop in my car. Man, I'm talking about as soon as I get on the, the freeway, it's backed up. So all the way from Burlingame to Candlestick, that thing was bagged up. So I get on the phone, I'm calling, I'm like, Coach, you ain't going to believe this. You know what I'm saying? I got a late jump. I said, I'm going to be a little late, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, where you at? Blah, blah, blah. Get your boy here. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm on the way, Coach. I'm like, nah, I didn't know. Like, it's bumper to bumper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From Burlingame to Candlestick, so. That was another memory. It's just that game. You know, that, that game was just not a good game, man. You know, for myself, I think, you know, we still should have won. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it just wasn't a good one, you know. But that was, you know, I think those were one of the first licks that turned us into, you know, that team that went to two most straight championship games. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. once, once you get licked like that and once you go out there and perform like that, okay, now you coming back, you fighting now. 100%. Now you never want to feel that feeling no more. Like you wanna, you wanna be right. And I and I was the next year. I came back in the Atlanta game. I got the same opportunity. We were fighting back against them. Third and one. Need to get this first down to keep the drive going. I got it. You know what I'm saying? So it was like <laughs> one of those things where it was like, okay, whew, now I can get that off me. You know yes, what I'm sir. saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, y'all but, flex on him though, big dog. Come on now, you yeah, got that third and one. <laughs> oh, they know what's up. They know what's up. They know they know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it was just one of those things where, you know, that's what you grind for. That's what you yeah. work for. Hundred percent. Yeah. And talk to me about the off season, like you said, you because that's how that you said that loss. You know, I'm sure it was a long off season, but uh, you, yeah, you know, and obviously Randy Moss came. You know, so what was that like also with that locker room? My favorite teammate of all time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, I grew up watching them. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it was like, dang, we was all looking like, dang, that's Randy Moss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then he wore these big Jesus sandals. He wore the big open toe sandals with the big straps on them. Like, then he wore the big baggy clothes. So we used to call, I used to call him Jesus walking in. I was like, it comes Jesus coming through the dome <laughs> like them Jesus sandals on. You know what I'm saying? I know I've seen them sandals before, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, stuff like that. But, you know, this is Randy, man. If you know Randy, you know his background. You know his history. We all know what he did. You know, that's Randy Moss. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, I was clinging to him. I used to be getting on his nerves. Like, I used to go over there and try to 
talk to him every chance I get. He used to be like, Booby, man, why you why you over here in my corner, man? What you want, man? I'm like, man, I want to talk to Randy Moss, man. You Randy Moss, man. I can go. <laughs> you know, Minnesota, the Moss, you got Moss jumping over people's head. That was you. I'm like, man, hey, look, we teammates now, man. How about this? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I used to just be over there. Talking, talking to him, messing. He used to be like, man, you crazy, man. You crazy. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, nah, man, I can't believe that I'm playing with Randy Moss, bro. Like, yeah. you know, understand? I used to be playing with you on the man, like tearing folks up, you know, stuff like that. Stuff, you know, so you know, all of that, man. And uh, yeah, we had a great season. And Randy was one of those guys that, you know, he, you know, when he when he talked, you know, we listened. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it was like, uh, you know, he would get on to me about stuff. You know, he hated me drinking sodas and, and and you know, extracurriculum stuff. So, Randy was, you know, he was always on to me about stuff. So, you know, I love Randy as a teammate, man. We used to get on the bus ride. I used to go right back there to the back with him and sit right beside him. I'm like, yeah. What's up, Randy? What we doing? You know what I'm saying? We finna ball, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Yes, sir. And so, obviously, like you said, you know, it's funny because, you know, when I played in Juco, I took 81 because Randy was on the Patriots during that time, you know, because I, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. And so, you know, I posted, uh, you know, actually, you know, not like four years ago on IG. I'm like, you know, it's the two greatest 81s because my my school, the West College Vikings, they're the Vikings, right? And he was the right. Patriots wow. in his 84. And then basically that he saw it and then he said, hey, happy birthday. I'm like, what? Randy Moss. Yeah. Damn, boy, we made it. It's so cool, man. It's He's so, so cool, cool man. A great dude, man. So, yeah, yeah talk to me now, obviously, like you said, now you're 2012 season, right? You said, you know, you, I mean, the motivation of losing and the kind of, you know, coming back, the team was stacked. And then obviously Kaepernick was, you know, he, he took he took the the helm, you know, middle of the season when Alex went out. What was that like for you guys, right? Um, and any personal highlights you can share from your own, from your from yourself for that season? Uh, well, I just remember, uh, you know, I remember doing scout team with Cap, you yeah. know, that, yeah, every day, you yeah. know, so, you know, up until that point where Alex did get hurt, you know, I was on scout team a lot with him, watching him throw. We always watching it. We like, dang, this dude good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, he throwing bullets, you know, taking off running. We playing against the first team defense, you know what I'm saying? And we were moving the ball, you know what I'm saying? Got coaching them over there, hollering and frustrated. You yeah. know what I'm So it's like, you know, uh, we all knew that he was going to be that guy when he got his opportunity. But we was all still so happy. For Alex, man, because I love Alex just the same. Yeah. Alex was a great teammate, man. You know, I did the same things with him. You know, that first preseason, I was on the field with him a lot. You know, when they start, they started starting me. After that first game, I was on the field with him a lot in practice. So, you know, he just kind of took me under his wing. He would get me right. Sometimes I wouldn't even know the play. I'm coming, Alex, hold up, what I got, what I got. You know, he tell me to play for. I love Alex, man. You know, he was a great teammate, great quarterback. But – you know, when he got hurt, you know, it was cap turn. You know, you know how the league go. Somebody yeah. get hurt, next man up. Yeah. You know, once cap took that position, we were confident. We had we had seen it in practice. We knew what he was going to do. So, you know, he just he just, just went out there and did it. You know, and uh, it was one of my one, one of my fondest memories probably would be, uh, I don't know, just with the, the memory I just talked about, you know, in, against Atlanta. You know, we was down. About three touchdowns almost against those boys in the championship. Yeah, seventeen zero, man. Yeah, they, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Rodney White, Tony Gonzalez, Asante Samuel. Uh, you know they had some ballers. Yeah. So it's like, 
man, you know, I, I we didn't know, but I knew when we went in the locker room and how the vibe was, you know, how everybody, you know, everybody was still rocking. We you know we was in there mad, you know, we was like, you know, hell no, nah, it ain't going down like that. We ain't going out like this. So, you know, boom, we came back in that second half and we was start putting in work on them boys, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, I had that big third down conversion towards the end. Frank later ran it in on the drive. And you know what I'm saying? That was that was one of my favorite games that year, you know, being able oh. to being able to right that wrong from the year before that. 100 percent And 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 I won't put you on the spot, but this is just my take. And I mean, I, I think I think only Kaepernick could have led that comeback. Uh, for the Niners, and because we saw in the previous, oh yeah, and we'll talk about the previous game before that. But um, the previous game against, against Packers, when he just he the, the he just ran rough shot up the boys in Green Bay, <laughs> and you oh, know yeah. Candlestick, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I I, yeah. I only think Kaepernick, I only think Kaepernick could have led the Niners to that comeback win, which because my opinion of seeing Alex enough, I didn't know if he had any, he had it against the Saints, you know what I mean? But I I really feel like only Kaepernick could have led the Niners to that win against the Saints in that second half, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, at the time he was the guy, so. You know what I'm saying? You got a point. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so let's talk about the game before that, right? The the Packers game when he set the record for most rushing yards and you obviously got some burn too. So Tommy, I mean, what was that? How was that like being beat in Green Bay, you know, on candlestick and blowing them out? (laughs) Well, you know, them guys never beat us. We own Bay. We own the Green Bay. Like I think. Still do. (laughs) Yeah, still do. Still do. Every game we played them in my career with the Niners, we beat them. So it was just like going into the game with them. And we're like, okay, it's Green Bay. They're going to yeah. be tough. They got Aaron Rodgers. So what? We us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We us. So, you know, we're going to beat them. And I just remember Kaepernick just going off. Like you said, he was just going off. Yeah. Like Charles Woodson. I just remember Charles. I still remember Charles Woodson just chasing him down the field, all over the field, everywhere. <laughs> Didn't even catch him. You know, and I was like, man, this boy cold. But, yeah. uh, you know, I scored a touchdown in that game too. You know, so. You know, it, I just remember that day being a great day. It was another great day, you know. I think yeah. the year before that, we had to go down there. Or I want to say it maybe was the year the same, after. Yeah, the same year and the, and the first game of the season, you had to go up to Green Bay and you beat them in yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. And I didn't get to play that much, but in the playoff game, I got some burn. And then I remember uh, we got to, we had to go play them in the cold. Yeah. Maybe it was the year after that. The year after, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there, but yeah, yeah. But uh, no, nah, the one in uh candlestick when Kaepernick went out, man, that was just it was just one of them games where he that's when his superstar talent, yeah. you know, he started achieving that superstar status. He was like, dang boy, you you cold boy. I yeah. ain't like you know you cold, but you we knew you were cold. We didn't know you were dead cold. You know what I'm saying? Start <laughs> turning into that. Like, well, you had two hundred yards. Yeah. <laughs> <Russia>? <laughs> it's still medical record. Passing? Boy, you is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, boys, man, he—he's—he he was that dude. I think that game proved to everyone who jowled him that he—it was the right decision to go with Kaepernick over Alex. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. And so now, talk about obviously, like you said, you guys—you guys beat Atlanta. That was your favorite memory. You win the first NFC Championship for the Niners. Where's that ring? Somewhere over there. The first NFC Championship for the Niners in over 18 years. What was it like to finally get over that hump and make it to the Super Bowl? And talk to me about kind of entering, you know, kind of New Orleans, you know? Uh, man, it was like, uh, I don't know. It was like a relief. Yeah. You know, but, you know, uh, you know, what happened after that, you know, still doesn't feel good to this day. But, you know, it was just a relief, man. It was a great accomplishment. It's something I, I hang my hat on. 
you know, because we we worked, we busted our ass that season, you know what I'm saying? And we really we can we had a comeback victory the year before that. We got our feelings crushed, you know, in candlestick. And you know, then we had to go on the road the next year to beat Atlanta, beat a team with some Hall of Famers on it, you know. Um, so you know, uh when you do stuff like that, you know, that make you feel like Hall of Fame. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So it's just like you know, I just remember the grind of it. You know what I'm saying? And like you say, you get after that point, at that point, we had been picked to win in most games. So now we was playing as a favorite, yeah. you know, which I didn't like. You know what I'm saying? I always felt like I was the underdog. I always had the underdog mentality. But, you know, that year we played a lot of time from the favorite, and we was getting teams' best shot. You know what I'm saying? And, but we was handling them. We was more physical. We had more energy. We was more focused. In teams, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we was really showing people like we here to stay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like this last year wasn't no fluke. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So people were saying, kind of saying that, well, Harbaugh came in the first year. Yeah, that was a fluke. They should have been in the championship game. All right. Well, this year we're going to the Super Bowl. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, y'all can stop that, but you know, that was that was stuff people were saying. So, you know, we was hearing it, but we was also focused on you know, writing that wrong from last year that, you know, we just kept getting better from. 100%. And, and so what was that like of stepping in the Super Bowl as a favorite in the media week, kind of all that stuff? How was that like? <laughs> man, that was crazy, man. Like, that was the one of the best, probably the best week of my life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I haven't had any kids yet, so right right now, it's still sticky. It's the yeah. best week of my life, man. Like, just being there, man. You know what I'm saying? Coming from everything, like grinding. You know, the road was long, man. It felt so long and hard to get there. And then just to be able to be down there on Bourbon with my family and, you know, uh, you know, us walking down the strip. You know, I never forget all the fans being outside the hotel. Like, it was like a movie. Every every day we walked outside. Like, man, it was just, it was just one of them things. You know what I'm saying? You know? And uh, like I said, the best week of my life, you know? And, you know, it ended. It ended with 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 that bad note, but I still I still love I still just love that week so much. Hundred percent, and you know I mean I I think it's an important point touched upon because you know a lot of people say oh you know the you know you have to win the Super Bowl to basically you know be be memorable. But in my opinion, if you're able to to snap a drought of 18 years of not winning an NFC championship, that says something, and that's something that you can always you know hang your hat on and and cherish. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, so we won't get talked about the Super Bowl too much because that's what hurts me too. But I want to ask just one thing, you know, because, um, you, I mean, the slow start of the first half, right, and you came back, it was a phenomenal comeback when lights went out. But then kind of what did you think about that play calling of Greg Roman? This is just my opinion. I think, you know, going to Crabtree three or four times instead of handing off to your Gore at the goal line. Some bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're my guys, man. You know, yeah. Greg, uh, I love playing for Greg, man, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I did really feel like he wanted me in there, you yeah. know. Uh, but, um, you know, of course it didn't happen. You know, they didn't call my number or frame number, you know, and I felt like, that, you know, that was part of the reason why we lost. You know, yeah. and I love Crabtree, man. Crabtree, my boy. You know, yeah, throw it to Crabtree. You know, he get one. I get one, too, though. Yeah. He get one, too, though. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? I like, I should have got one, too, Frank. Give Frank one, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, man, I just, just you know, straight up being honest, I didn't like that play call. I yeah. didn't like that play call. I didn't like it none at all. I felt like 
if I would have got it or Frank would have got it, we would have scored and we would have been Super Bowl champion. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, the next year, you know, my, you know, case in point, you know, against Seattle, we going down there in the loudest place, the most craziest place to play at the time. You know what I'm saying? The Legion of Boom, all this. And, you know, first drive of the game, I go over the top of the defense on the goal line and put us up, sell them zip. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? In the Legion of Boom. You know, we got the boom. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, man, just, you know, stuff like that, man, just make you think like, dang, what if we would have just, what if they would have just did that in the Super Bowl, just gave me my shot? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, stuff like that, you know, it's, it's always up for debate. I would love to debate, but you know, I mean, you know where we stand on that, so we're good. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, man, I don't got older. I don't got yeah. older, you know, man. And, I, you know, I don't mature now, so it don't sting as much. You know, back when it happened, I was furious, man. I was, oh. But now, you know, since, you know, you, you kind of just, it's water under the bridge now. You know what I'm saying? We all moving on, you know, do, doing different stuff, what our lives doing. The next great, great things, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, it's just stuff that we can talk about now, you know. 100%. 100%. So now let's talk about that. Your last year in San Francisco, where you basically ended your, your first NFL star in the NFC Championship game against the Legion of Boom. Talk to me about that season, kind of everything that happened and kind of, you know, leading up to that last uh, NFC Championship run. Oh, man, it was uh, it was another tough year. You know, uh, I, I wasn't really getting along with uh, my running back coach that well. I won't say his name, you know what I'm saying, because it's not worth it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I wasn't really, you know, and it stemmed from the year before, and I was just like, you know, I just wasn't having a good year with him, and uh, and uh, you know, so it was a lot of I was frustrated. I had kind of got in trouble a couple of times for tweeting out my frustration because I wanted to play, man. Yeah, you know, I knew I was ready, yeah. and I wanted to play, and I'm like, man, I'm out here balling in practice against our first defense. I used to be giving them hell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they was like, damn, you need to play, boy. We we don't they hated seeing me, you know what I'm saying? Some days, you know. So it was just like, and I'm just like, hey man, why I'm not playing? Like, I need to play. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it was it was frustrating, but we was winning. So it was like, all right, I guess I'll take that, you know. Chick chick still coming, you know, we winning, I guess, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was just it was just a whole lot of that. And uh I just wanted to keep doing my part too, you know. So, because you know, I wanted to, I was trying, we was fighting hard to get back to the Super Bowl. And I always told myself, I got to stay ready. Like, even though it's your, your shot's not coming, you got to keep working, you got to keep grinding, you got to stay ready because that shot going to come, you got to be ready for it. So, you know, I had some days where my, I think my, my energy was kind of down, but for the most part, I kept it up and I kept fighting. And I just remember us having like a, Another one of them grinding season. I think we started as a wild card that year. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. And uh, my it's favorite. Yeah, in Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. That cold game. Oh, my goodness. I remember <laughs> playing in that game, man, the coldest game I ever played in. But I also had a crucial 10-yard catch to kind of get us going in the second half. I remember in the third quarter, we had went a couple drives without getting the first down. And, uh, you know, coach put me – you know, in the elf in the offense, the elf flank out on you know on the numbers. Yeah, and, and I ran a little hitch route, and uh, Tremont Williams was guarding me, but he he didn't come down like he was playing off on me. And I ran a little ten yard route, Kaepernick threw me the ball, and I caught it. 
You know what I'm saying? And got a first down in that game. And, you know, we 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 got going again. And, you know what I'm saying? And went down there and scored and, you know, started making that comeback. And, uh, you know, I just remember the game being cold. I remember on the sideline, you know, snot coming out my nose, and fingertips frozen. But we over there fighting like, no, nah, we got to get D-Boy. D-Boy can't beat us. They, yeah. never, they can't beat us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that was one of my favorite memories from that year. Uh, the, you know, just, you know, just grinding with the boys. Another year to be with my teammates, man. You know, we had so much fun off the field as well. So, you know, I can go on and on. Hundred percent, yeah. No, it was a great game, great win. Obviously, then you became to three, three zero against Green Bay. Uh, you know, ultimately, right? I think four and zero, whatever it is. You know, so yeah, they after Buffalo, they didn't beat us in Buffalo either. They never. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you oh, didn't. Did. Yeah, and so actually, let's talk about the game after that Carolina Panthers game. You know, obviously, you got Cap go like this. You got Navarro go like this. You know, what I mean, when they get Cam down, uh, how was that divisional game like? You know, for against Carolina. Against Carolina, oh man, that was that game was lit. You know what I'm yeah. saying. I remember us uh, going down there. I remember Steve Smith. He was so angry at me before the game. You know what I'm saying? Because I came out the tunnel just on my dog shit. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. barking, just bouncing like I do. You know what I'm saying? Flicking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Steve Smith, he was hot. He was upset. And I was telling him, you know, I told him for the game, I said, hey, this our house now. Why are you so mad? This ah, we finna turn this shit to our house. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to him too. Yeah. Hey, 24. Hey, 24. Hey, you who you talking to? Who you? He was mad, boy. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? But that was part of my thing too. I, you know, I like getting under players' skin. I like, I like talking to him to the defense. I wanted to get under players' skins and rattle. Them. So yeah. I came out with that whole intention. Then he dropped the punt. Doing the game, I was right on top of you. See, I told you, I told you this our house. You scared, you scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, just <laughs> oh, oh, I was giving it to him good. That man wanted to kill me out there. Yeah. But uh, man, it was. I just remember us going down there and just handling that business. Yeah, you know, I remember dominating the most. I almost blocked the kick. I was this close from blocking a punt that game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we were pressure all day on them boys. They was not ready. They was not ready. No, they weren't ready. You know, like you said, like you know, the the obviously you guys y'all came in with that dog mentality, like you said, you know, you gain their face, gain their again their under the skin, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Make it nasty. We, yeah. made, it, we made it nasty. Yeah, it was nasty. I love that yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So let's talk about now. Obviously, you said the NFC championship game, right? Against Seattle. You know, you you your first NFC championship start. A lot of experts picked the Niners to win that game. I feel like what you said about the Super Bowl is the same thing with the NFC Championship game. When the when the Niners were the favorites, I don't know why, but just bad luck happened, right? And I just think like, you know, we should I mean, you always had that man, underdog mentality. I'm sure a lot of guys, the team had the underdog mentality, but I mean, talk to me about obviously you go into the number one seed, Seattle House, and you almost you basically almost beat them, right? Minus, you know, that last play. Again, that's just, you know what I mean? So let's talk about that game. Talk, tell me about your first NFL career start against the NFC Championship uh, against the uh, Well, I remember just getting a start at fullback. I think Bruce Miller had got hurt. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? I, I was ready, you know, because I had went to uh, Coach Harbaugh earlier in that training camp yeah. before the season even started. And I was like, I wasn't getting no no burn at a uh, headback. I don't know if you remember that year. They brought in Brandon Jacobs, Rock Cartwright. And I think we drafted Marcus Lattimore or something. Yeah. Something like that. So, you know, when it came that when it when it came to the running back depth chart, I was at the bottom. 
So, yeah. you know, I started doing fullback reps. I went to coach one day. I said, Coach, man, just let me play fullback, man, because I'm not getting no burn. It's the second, third day in a row. I ain't got no burn at headback. Let me get some burn at fullback, man. And uh, so I started doing it. And I went out there. I started smacking dudes. I was so mad. I was, I was just murdering guys. And they were like, hey, D, you, you actually pretty good at it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you actually can do it. I'm like, I know I can. You know what I'm saying? I'm an elite athlete. I ain't here for no reason. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, I just remember getting that start. Uh, you know, that that was again hard work and training camp paying off. You know what I'm saying? So I remember, you know, the game starting. I remember they had a corner. I forget his name, number 41. I think it was my first play of the game. I just went out there and tried to ragdoll him. I just grabbed him, tried to block him all the way to the sideline, like get up in his face. You know what I'm saying? I was that type yeah. of player, you know. But uh, I just remember, you know, just playing hard, man. You know, you couldn't hear. We could not hear each other out there in the huddle. It was so bad. And, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I wish I got more opportunities in that game. You know, obviously I stole the touchdown. I also had, a like, another four-yard run, five-yard run, close to the red zone. But, you know, he, he, he wouldn't dose me up, man. He wouldn't feed me, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know. It is what it is. Another one of them games, like, damn, woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know what I'm saying? Like, man. But hey, it, it went down how it went down. You know, we went out, we went out with my boy Crabtree again. You know, and you know it was unfortunate that how it went down. You know what I'm saying? I wish we could have made those plays, or crap, or Crab and Cap could have made that connection. But you know, that's how it went. Just how it went. You know, like you said, I mean, it's one play that can decide the game. And I think that game proved Niners were still, you know, that team. But that offseason, you know, things obviously between the organization, the head coach and the ownership and the general management kind of came out ahead. And you and many other players end up leaving. You know what I mean? So talk to me about that. You, you know, know, that you know, that was just part of it, man. You know, I wanted more opportunity. Uh, I think, you know, with the losing, when you lose in big games like that now, you know, it can it can create some adversity within the team. Yeah. Trying to figure out, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, we were finger pointing, but I, you know, I don't know why, uh, I don't know exactly why Trent and Jim Harbaugh was always going at each other neck like that, but (laughs) you know, you know, it's just kind of what we, what we grew to expect, you know, they was, they was doing it on the sideline for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, we had to, we had to break them up a couple of years. So, you know, I think the writing was on the wall for a lot of us. It was like, okay, we done did this three straight years, you know. And we used to have so many meetings, like, at each other's house, like, player meetings. Like, uh, when we guys just sitting around talking, and I just had been telling the guys. I was like, man, I, you know, I want more opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, once once the offseason hit, and I started moving around, and, 49ers offered me just a minimum, you know, I was kind of hurt. My feeling yeah. was hurt. And I was just like, nah, bro. Like, I'm not finna, I'm not finna come back here again for a minimum to keep working with this guy they got me working with and to get these less opportunities. No. Uh I'm I'm about to go, you know, spread my wings again and fly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's what ultimately led to me going down there to Buffalo and I had the best year of my career, you know, went down there, finished second on the team, rushing, immediate impact, doing what I knew I could do. You know what I'm saying? So rest of his block two kicks on, you know, kick out on punt, 
you know what I'm saying, was second on the team in tackles. So, I, you know, I, I showed my work. You know what I'm saying? Niners lost a hell of a player when they lost me. So, you know what I'm saying? It was just like I wish they would have realized that when it was happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's just stuff like that. But it's all good. You know, I'm back with the family. We had a great weekend this weekend. And, you know, we're going to keep this thing rolling. Hundred percent, and so yeah. talk, yeah, yeah, and so talking to me about kind of you know obviously with playing with Shady McCoy and kind of you know the other running backs in Buffalo was there and like you said you had your best season kind of what was your favorite highlight from the from the twenty thirteen season with Buffalo? Man, you know that like I said that first year you know I was having a lot of success running the ball. Yeah. Then, then uh, you know I started the second game of the season I blocked the kick against the Dolphins to kind of turn that game. So yeah, you know they would get immediate impact from me. You know, right out the gate, you know what I'm saying? And I became a leader on that team right out the gate. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, you know, uh, I just show I just showed my worth. It felt good, you know what I'm saying? To be somewhere where you could show your ability. And, and you know, I had less frustrating days, you know what I'm saying? Going home. So, you know, it was just, it was just great. It was awesome, you know. Best year of my career, I felt like individual-wise. I felt like I should have made the Pro Bowl on special teams that year because yeah. I was, not only did I play every game, I was I was a force out there. They was double teaming me. I was getting double team on kickoff. I was blocking kicks. I played every snap. You know what I'm saying? Never came off the field. So they robbed me. They gave it to Slater that year. But even when we played New England, I didn't let him touch the ball. He couldn't. <laughs> I told Coach, I want him. Give me him. Yeah. They say he the best dude. I say I'm the best dude. I promise you, he ain't gonna touch the ball today. And I was in his face every play. Yeah, every, you know what I'm saying. I felt like I definitely should have made the Pro Bowl that year. And uh, yeah, man. But I had the best year of my career. Best, best, best year of my career. Yep. You definitely robbed that Pro Bowl. I watched you and then the biggest yeah. players you talked about, bro. I mean, hey, man, it, it is what it is, you know. So it is what it is, man. Long as my peers know, I think my peers know. I still get the respect from yeah. my peers and the fans. So long as they know, you know, I know a lot of that other stuff. It's like, you know, there's a lot of politics in that. You know, exactly. they like the favorite. They got their favorites. I, I obviously I wasn't never a favorite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I got, I took. I earned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, it is what it is. I take it. 100%. Let's talk about your last year in Buffalo and your final year, your sixth least year in the season. Kind of what year the league, kind of what was that like for you? And kind of when did you know to hang it up? Well, man, you know, uh, I still wanted to play, you know, and I did the spring league. I went and did the spring league after my last year in Buffalo. I, I had the back injury and I fought through that, man. Oh, my God. That was one of the, oh, that was one of the hardest years of my career. Yeah. Uh, because I was hurt the whole, like, the whole year, really. I tore my calf in training camp, and I did a month of rehab, came back, and was playing with a big, long slit on, like, from coming up from, like, the back of my knee all the way under my foot, like, holding my calf together. I played, like, four, five games like that. And then a game against the New York Giants, I think I want to say it was, like, week six. Week seven, I got hit in the back of my leg, bent over, and I knew I was hurt because I felt the pain I ain't never felt. You know, turn around, I had a, you know, I had a broken back. I fractured my L5, but my my butt being a, you know, the dog I was, I played the rest of the year 
you know what I'm saying? To popping Advil and, you know, just just really just fighting through it. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, you know, I just knew I was hurt, though. You know, my teammates knew I was hurt. My energy yeah. wasn't the same at practice. Like, every time I came off the field, I had to sit down and take a knee. So I was like, dog, my leg is, I'm losing power in my leg. My leg fucked up. <laughs> you know what, yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was like, you know, but I was fighting, though. I was a fighter. I was still out there playing, dog. Never said nothing to nobody. You know what I'm saying? The doctors knew. We talked about it. In the meanwhile, I was like, man, I'm going to play. Uh, I don't give a damn. Like, I'm I'm like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So uh, I played. And, uh, and yeah, it was just like a frustrating season. I did. Me and uh, Anthony Lynn, we, did, we didn't have the best relationship because, you know, he, he wasn't really understanding that year. You know, he was, you know, studying on me about weight. Wait, wait, this, wait, that. And I'm like, coach, I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be glad I'm out here still fighting for your ass and fighting with your ass. You want to come in here and razz me about weight every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, man? I'm <laughs> clocking in and I'm working. Damn that weight. You know what I'm saying? Both that's it. That's how I feel. You know, yeah. like you being, you being ticky-tacky, but that's yeah. how I feel. But, you know, of course, you know how they see it. That's how it's going to go. And it was just a frustrating year with him. And uh, yeah, that was my last one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you ended up, you know, obviously, you know, still getting, you still getting some tutties, you know what I'm saying? Just going yeah. and, you know, blocking kicks and yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I always showed up. Yeah. I always showed up, but, you know, it's, you know, it was, and I felt like I had more once I did the rehab. Yeah. And I, you know, fought my way back. I felt like I had more in the tank. But, you know, I think, you know, the, the, uh, once you get 30 years old and, you got those type of injuries on you, on you, you know, you become like a, I guess a hazard. You know, the doctors <laughs> did tell me while I was playing with the injury, if I, I could have got paralyzed if I, you know, would have got hit even worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's like you crazy for even going back out there and playing, you know, when you did. So it was just like one of those things. That, and I kind of knew, you know, the writing was on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think I also, you know, think too, my support, for my guys, you know, didn't help, you know, as well either, you know, of course, you know, I supported Kaepernick and all of that, you know what I'm saying? So once, you know, they see, I guess when they, when they seen that happening too, they like, oh, no, we, we ain't going there. Cause you know how they was acting at first when that happened. So, you know, it was, I think a lot of different things had, had, uh, had, you know, play into it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's not about what you can do. It's about who, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, some of my relationships with some of the guys that I was, you know, in there with, I can't, I think that had ran its course too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you know, you can, you, it's, it's a lot of things you can throw up in there. I feel like, I feel like I could throw up in there that led to me not getting another shot because well, you, you know, if you watch my spring league tape, when I went to the spring league, I murdered them. Yeah. You know, I killed them. You know what I'm saying? Like stand out, you know, top dog no doubt but i didn't get no calls you know what i'm saying so you know it's one of those things where i kind of knew i said okay I, I see what's going on now you know what i'm saying so you know i just started getting into other stuff you know i just hung it up yeah you know and like you said you know i mean it's sometimes it's better you know to just kind of i mean even though you got a lot in the tank right it's just like you know when that politics and that bullshit hits you know I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna you know for me too. Like when I was trying to like you know go JUCO and get some offers, you know they're like, oh you're you're too small, you know. And they're like yeah, I mean if you're too small, then we can't really do much with you. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. And and, and like you said, it's, it's who you know. It's not necessarily what you can do. 
you know, obviously, because yeah. you proved at that point you could play, you know, those two seasons in Buffalo, you proved that you can actually, if you get an opportunity, you can be an every down back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately I think, you know, to your point, it's just literally politics. And I mean, you know, I mean, that, that, that's no fault of your own, especially when you, if you look at the tape. So. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, man, for those reasons, that's why I can still, you know, hold my head up high and, and, and enjoy life and enjoy all this stuff, man. Cause you know, I know, I know, you know, my, my peers know, so it's, it's all good, you know? Yes, sir. We all know, baby. Booby yeah. out here, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, talk, so you said you mentioned you talk about getting other stuff after you stopped playing. So tell me, what what, what did you get into? Um, Like business endeavors, investments, you know, sport broadcasting, coaching. What was that? Man, I, 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 you know, I went back to Mississippi. Yeah. And I've been, I've been working with high schoolers. I've been working. I was going to different high schools, talking to football teams. Yeah. Uh, training athletes. Uh, I, I'm coaching at my high school. Uh, you know, man, just trying to get back out there and get to the community, trying to drop this knowledge off on other guys, trying to push the next guys forward, yeah. trying to go back and, and motivate them, man. You know, I've always been like, I've always been that dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, people who know me, they know I've always been a people person. So, like, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, I'm like, okay, football over. Like, what? what's next? You know, I, it was like, man, let's just go back to the crib, you know, get back around the fam. You know, catch up because I had been I felt like I had been growing apart, you know, from some of my family because like I was always on the road. I was always home. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm gonna go back home. I'm gonna catch back up with, you know, some some of my cousins, some of my, you know, my grandma, you know, some of my relatives that I didn't get to see all the time. And, you know, I'm gonna go back to my high school. I'm gonna work with them. They were sorry at the time. They were trash. So I was like, (laughs) I mean, we got to get this back right because this yeah. is not how I left it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? And bam, I show up that first year. We have a seven and four season. We get that thing back turned around. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, proud of those accomplishments. You know, this year we got kids at Terry High School, man, that's going to sign scholarships, you know, when the signing period come. And we had kids last year, and I'm proud of that, man. You know, we just – we're pushing them out of there. You know what I'm saying? So, uh you know, it's something, it's another thing that I hang my hat on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I got kids that I train uh, outside of my high school. Um, so it's just, man, it's just, I just went home, just try to be a positive influence in my community still, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's pretty much what my plan was. 100%. No, absolutely. No, giving back is sometimes the best kind of gift. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I coached a little bit for high school for a little bit, kind of, you know, a few years ago before the pandemic hit. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit, and it was basically like, okay, yeah, I can't really. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless I try to get out there, but it's kind of hard, you know, because, you know, it's just, it's, it's, oh, I mean, but the pandemic hit, obviously the connections and kind of the, the window was kind of smaller, you know what I mean? So ultimately, but I think it's right what you said about, you know, being able to give back and spread that knowledge because then the next generation can definitely, like you said, take their talents to the next level, right? You've seen that with the kids yeah. you're developing, right? So. Yeah. And then it's just, I don't, you know, the hardest thing about it is just, you know, working with the grownups, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> oh my That's God. the hardest hey, bro, part. Let, let me tell you, I, you know, I remember one time practice with the QB's co- coach's dad, or the QB's dad, right? He came there and then he said, then he said, hey man, he's like, what are the coaches, what are they doing? You know, why are they, why are they, why are they tell you not, not to throw to, to this player, this player, this player? He said, he said, he said, stop throwing to them. And then he, then he said, oh, but coach wants, you know, all the, the JV varsity get their kind of, you know, the reps in. So then, you know, JV guys get better. And then, yeah. and then basically he's all like, he's like, you know, how, how about I stop bringing you? Then they'll get better. I'm like, what? I'm like damn, bro. Like, why are you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. Yeah. Shit. It's just not, man. Like, 
when you coming from, you know, especially where I come from, man, it's just not, it's not organized like yeah. you like it. They don't communicate like you want them to communicate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then like, it's just our philosophy is so different. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, how I see the game and you know how they see the game. Like, I'll be like, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just frustrating and stressful. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I know, I know, I know what I know. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, these guys, you know, they, they, they know, they feel like they know what they know and they stuck in their ways. You know, sometimes you can't always get grownups to grow like yeah. you want them to. You know, my thing is I try to push growth even on the coaches because, you know, I see, you know, I, I know, I know how it's been done at the top level. Exactly. So when I see our coaches not, you know, you know, operating like that or like they should, you know, I try to push that on them. But, you know, everybody don't always want that. You know what I'm saying? Some folks just want to do it how they do it. Some folks only know one way to do it and that's just how they going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and then, you know, the thing that they love to say, because this is not the NFL, because this is not the pros. I'm like, I know it's not, but we got to get them in that mentality. We need to start getting them ready for that. We need to start getting them ready for their walk of life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, man, like I say, the hardest part is working with the grown-ups. I love working with the kids, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, if I could, you know, uh, change some things with them grown-ups, I would, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, would, I would love it even more. You know what I'm saying? So, but man, you know, uh, like I say, I take pride in it. You know, I love being there. You know, I love, you know, being, being there for my community. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. I'm probably going to go back and do it. You know, the season just ended. We didn't, we didn't finish up too well, but you know, I'm probably going to go head back and, you know, have a conversation with them, have a meeting with them and, you know, see where we can go from here. 100%. No, it's all building blocks. You know what I mean? If, if it doesn't go well, there's something to learn from and build on, you know? So, yeah. And so, let's talk, so let's talk about the Niners right now. Obviously, now that you're watching, kind of what do you see in this? This team's 4-4. Four four, they're currently in the wild card spot. What are you thinking, especially with Christian McCaffrey now on the team? What do you what are you expecting from this team right now? Oh, man, I'm expecting great things. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like always, you know what I'm saying? They can't do what they did last year and not expect for us to you know, expect great things this year. You know, they, yeah. they kind of set the bar for that. You know, that's yeah. the standard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and then you go out and get a player like that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? So, I would like to see them make one more move, you know, maybe for the – is the deadline up? Has the trade deadline passed? No, no, not yet. Okay, well, yeah, I would like to see them possibly make one more move. You know, I think it's going to be some more guys out there available. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's let's stack up. I mean, you got to look at teams like – see what teams like the Eagles. Uh, man, they loading up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Going <laughs> for it. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? It, hey, we got to go for it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it worked, it worked for the Rams last year. The Rams, you know what I'm saying, loaded up around this time, and they made they, – they made it – they was able to finish. Yeah. You know so, I, lo I love this uh, CMC trade. I was hoping they could get, like, at least one more. I, I, I would say if we could get, like, another cornerback or a safety, you know what I'm saying, I would love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that I don't love our guys that we got now, but if we can get another, like, you know, you know, guy that can lock down this part. Because I was at the Chiefs game, man, and they just gave up too much for my liking. Yeah. You know, these, 
the Chiefs, you know what I'm saying? And they got great players too, but they just gave up way too much, way too much. And uh, so I would like to see us, you know, possibly try to draft or bring in a lockdown corner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just one more lockdown corner, just one more, you know, all pro safety. They playing, I seen in the game, they playing three of them anyway. So yeah. you can't, you never can't have too many, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think I was watching the game. I think at one time they had Ward and they like dime nickel package. They were playing Ward, uh, Tafunga. I think that's how you say it now. I don't, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, yeah and, uh, the other guy, what the other guy, number 31? Uh, Bowles, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Ward? No. Not Jimmy Ward, number 31. I can't remember what his name was. It's not Mosley. It might be something else. He was new. I felt like he was a new guy. Yeah, yeah, Lenore, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, they was playing all three safeties. So, you know, I like I like this set. I would like to see them play play some more of that. And and you know, like I say, if they can pick up another safety or another corner, I think that would be great. Yeah, no, I think so too. Speaking of safeties corners, we know that you know, you know, your teammate, uh, what's his name? Golly, I can't get him something. No, no, Terrell Brown. Yeah, he's gonna be on the show in a few yeah, in a few TV, weeks. So, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, TV man, stop whining, man. Stop whining. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, he used to be, you know, he used to be one of those guys that, uh, you know, when I came out there, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was full of that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everybody, anybody would get me. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I used to be stiff on me. You know, the cornerbacks and, you know, put my hand in their face and, yeah, just nasty. And, yeah. uh. T. Brown used to be one of the main ones just to be upset. Like, man, why you got to do that? Why you got to do that every day, man? You gotta... <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all trying to take the ball from me, bro. Like, yeah. I don't play that. Y'all don't understand. He like, man, our coach is telling us to practice on, you know, taking the ball. I don't give a damn what y'all coach is telling y'all. Yeah. I don't play that. You try to take the ball from me, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... You know what I'm saying, man? That was my mentality. T. Brown, he just couldn't stand that. He just, man, you difficult. You difficult, <laughs> man. You so too difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now, man, he another one of the guys that, you know, he was an ultimate pro. You know, yeah. uh, T. Brown, one of them guys that was ultimate pro. You know, if you wanted, if you got 11 T. Browns, if you got 11 guys operating like T. Brown, you're going to have a pretty solid, disciplined team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was he was ultimate pro, so I always got respect for him for that. Hundred percent. No, he definitely was ultimate pro. That's why he became a, a starting corner, you know. And like like you, he was also robbed the Pro Bowl and the All Pro selection. I don't know why they didn't let him get you know at least one. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. yeah, but politics. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Closing thoughts. Kind of. You know. What do you? What do you? So you already talked about the Niners. Kind of. Anything else to close out with? Uh man. Uh, as far as the Niners go. Or anything, it don't matter, uh, man. You know, uh, I just want to say, you know, appreciate you for having me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to the Niner faithful, man. You know, it's it's, it's always gonna be love from Booby D. You know, uh, you know, shout out to my guy Hella Fitted four one five for the fresh jumpsuit too, man. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> you want to get you one? I let my guy. He on Instagram, Hella Fitted four one five, man. Uh. Shout out my fam, you know, back home. Shout out my kids at Terry High School. And, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just looking forward to, you know, more positive vibes, you know, just looking forward to spread more great energy and, you know, seeing this world get better, man. I hope everybody can, 
you know, try to grasp on to that and just be, you know, better at what they, you know, who they are. You know, everybody be themselves, but just be better version of yourself. Just be the best version of yourself, you know, the yeah. most positive, the most, you know, influential, you know, because there's so much crazy stuff going on in this world, man. So, you know, I think, you know, people just got to come together, man, and, you know, you know, get some good energy out here, man. Get yes, some good sir. vibes going, man, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm all about, man. So do my closing thoughts. percent. <laughs> no, Boo, we appreciate you having you on, big dog. And, uh, oh, yeah. I forgot one more thing. I didn't want to close out before I ask you. What, what prompted you to take number 24? <laughs> Hold on, say that one more time. What prompted you to take number 24 in the, the Niners? Oh, yeah, man. You know, when I came there, I think Mike Rob Robinson had it. Yeah. Like, and I and I when I wore number 33, but I was always 24. You know, I was 24 in college, 24 in high school. So, you know, I felt like that was my number. I was like, bro, you got my number on. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I need that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, Mike Rob was still on the team, so I didn't even know if I was actually gonna get it till they cut him. You know that same year, and you know, luckily I was able to get in it. But yeah, man, twenty four was just my number. It's just my birthday. My birthday yeah. September twenty four. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel like twenty the twenty fourth is my number. Twenty four is my date. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. No, I mean for me eighty one because Randy. So that's how I took it. And everyone's like T.O. T.O. But I was like, no, nah, it's for Randy. <laughs> We're Niners yeah. fans, so you gotta be T.O. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, what I mean? more, it was just for my birthday, man. I didn't really go based off nobody else. You know, I yeah. was just like. You know, I just kind of came up with my own little thing. I'm like, okay, every day on the 24th, that's my day anyway. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm going to be 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for me, I mean, I'm a Lakers fan. So, I mean, you know, Kobe, I mean, so you know, that's another reason why I'm 24. Was you know, I wasn't a big Lakers fan, and I really wasn't a big Kobe Bryant fan. But, yeah. you know, I, I definitely salute his work. I respect his work. Yeah. You know, and it comes from a competitive standpoint, you know, even – you know, now, you know, with, with watching his story, man, and seeing some of the stuff he was doing, I done became more big of a fan than I was that he was playing. Yeah. Like, when he was playing, I couldn't stand Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, man? Like, you know, after all that stuff and just getting a, being able to watch his life and watch his story and watch some of the people, watch how he worked, stuff I didn't know about him. I was like, dang, this dude really was like me. That No wonder why he was so damn good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I got number respect for, you know what I'm saying? Cold, man. R.P. the legend. R.P. legend, you know, Black Mamba. Yeah, you know, we out. You know, I mean, the Laker Nation out here, even though, you know, if you ain't part of it, all good. You know what I mean? 24 is 24. You yeah. know, you out here. See, I'm a Bulls fan, <laughs> too. I'm a Bulls fan. You know yeah, what I'm okay, saying? Okay, I got you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know so yeah bull's playing pretty good right now appreciate you big dog everyone check yep. out booby uh ig and anthony underscore booby dixon uh booby dix 24 on twitter and uh any other links any drop because that's it i think uh, yeah yeah yep, yeah that's it. it all right i right, appreciate you big dog thank you everyone yep. did you do a podcast we out we out baby